All right, we are back, and joining me for this last part of the show is Fritz Coleman. He's back to talk about his solo comedy, and it's called Unassisted Living. It's on Tubi, and he reflects on growing old in the era of social distancing and social media. Hi, Fritz. Thanks for coming back. I'm so happy to be back with you, Judy. Thank you so much for a chance to talk with you again. My pleasure. So tell me about how this latest project, your solo comedy show, Unassisted Living, came about. Well, uh, I started my stand-up career doing what I call, and this is my term, I just made this up, single-topic monologues, where each of my shows generally deals with one topic. For instance, my first one was about being a parent. My second one was about divorce. Mm -hmm. My third one was about the news business. My fourth one was my first one about aging called Defying Gravity. And this one kind of picks up where I left off and how people of a certain age have had to change their lives and react to the pandemic. And, you know, you've got your grandchildren at home now. And how is that? So it's just uh, it's another take on on. Um, on getting old. And I will preface this by saying that I've never been happier in my life than I am right now. I'm really, really happy and content and joyful. So this is not something where I'm whining about getting old. No. It's just about, I I just discussed the common experiences of aging and Mm -hmm. um, had a lot of fun doing it. We taped it at the El Portal Theater, which is an iconic old theater in North Hollywood. We're streaming on Tubi now, which is a free uh, streaming service. If you go to it online or on your television, you can just uh, type in my name and it'll pop up immediately. And I just had so much fun doing it. I love it. I do want to mention for listeners that if they go to the show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org, I have your schedule. So you had a show on the You 15th. are a good person. Thank oh, you. Thank you. I'm doing a... Uh, I'm doing a residency at the El Portal. They have uh, their large playhouse, which is 360 seats, but I'm doing mine in the smaller one, which is what they call a waiver house, an equity waiver, meaning it's 99 seats or below, because I like the kind of, and this is how I tape my show as well over there, I I like the kind of intimate cocktail environment where we have uh, cocktail tables in front and uh, I can see people's eyes, and mm-hmm. they can be close to me, and it's more of an intimate setting. So uh, we're going to do it once a month for the next four months. The first one is this week. On, they're all on Sundays, and they're all at 3 o'clock. Which is great. Because my demographic, people of a certain age, like to be home by dark on Sunday. Yes. <laughs> so we're yes. doing it. Yeah, I think it's great. Yes, yeah, so there's a show this Sunday, August 6th, yeah. 3 p.m., mm-hmm. then there's yeah. one September 10th, 3 p.m., and again, the schedule's on the show blog. They can also visit lportaltheater.com, and all the information is on my website. So you talk about how this brings you joy, and I always mention how when you're involved in something, something that's purpose-driven and meaningful, it gets you out of bed in the morning and excites you. Well, I'll tell you, I had, uh, before I retired uh, from my job as a weathercaster, mm-hmm. I, I was really afraid because I watched my father. My father was the classic post-World War II American man. Mm-hmm. He was a workaholic, but his only feeling of uh, accomplishment was his job. He didn't like to read books. He didn't like to go to movies. He would watch television occasionally. But this man just exhausted himself at his job. It was his whole existence. Uh. 
And, and when he retired, and he slowly evolved into being too old to even do yard work, which was his only exercise, okay. I just watched this man implode slowly over time. Sure. And before I retired, I thought, oh, my God, I hope this isn't hereditary, and I have to do this, too. Right. And when I retired, my life is so completely different than that. Mm-hmm. My life is so full now. I'm busier now than when I was working. I'm on the right. board of three nonprofits. I, you know, I'm a member of a book club. Stand up is opening back up again. I have grandchildren. My my life is very, very full right now, and I'm very thankful. So I, I have no worries about doing the slow decline like my dad. Oh, did not the at all. Reset not at all. Did you grow up here in California? No, I grew up in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, suburban okay. Philadelphia. Okay. Beautiful place to grow up. And then uh, I was in the Navy, and when I got out of the Navy, I did radio for 15 years and moved around from Philadelphia to Syracuse to Buffalo, New York, and and then ultimately out to California to pursue a career in stand-up, which is where I got my job as a weather person. The news director at our old uh, my old television station was in the audience one night when I was at the comedy store, and I talked about having done the weather for Armed Forces Radio and Television in the Navy, but not knowing anything about it and faking my way through it for four years. And after the show, he thought that was hysterical, and he asked me if I'd like to come to Channel 4 and do some vacation relief work uh, you know, to fill in for the main weather guy. They needed a weather guy. Wow. I was making $25 a night at the comedy store. I almost passed out. I said, when do you want me to start? <laughs> and I had to audition, and I, I auditioned, and I got the job as the fill-in character for two years, and then my predecessor left, and I became the main weatherman, and I retired two weeks shy of my 40th anniversary. I'm, Uh, you know, I'm so insanely lucky in my career that uh, I had that wonderful That is amazing. So, and Fritz, what did you know about weather when you started? Zip. (laughs) This this is what I'm about to tell you is true. You know, real weathercasters, real meteorologists hate this story because a lot of guys struggle and then, you know, they get all the science degrees. I never had any of that. uh, When this guy asked me if I would like to come to Channel 4, Mm -hmm. And, and he said, do you have any desire to do that? I said, well, I thought I explained on stage that I did the weather, but I didn't know anything about it. He said, that's perfect. There's no weather in California. This will work out great. <laughs> so, so he, uh, you know, he, he, he really went out on a line to hire a comic to do weather in the nation's second largest market. It's and perfect. so I've been the beneficiary of insane amounts of good luck in my life. Do you remember that first stand-up comedy bit during the weather? I mean, do you remember that first week? I remember, yeah. Now, what what happened was, stand up toughens you up. It mm-hmm. gives you a a, a a a crusty outer shell, because you know you're getting heckled and drunks aren't paying attention to you or anything. So sure. when I went to do the weather on TV, as long as people weren't verbally assaulting me, I felt pretty comfortable. So yes. I, I I I felt fairly comfortable starting the weather. So my stand up. Um, uh, practice uh, made me a little more comfortable in sure. doing the weather yes. uh, th- than I might have otherwise been. It was, it was. Uh, I you love know. that. And story. then after that, when stuff went south, it was great because I was used to improvising my way out of trouble exactly. on stage. And if something like a computer went bad on on the on the news or something happened timing wise or something, I I mm-hmm. loved it because I have to work my way out of it. <laughs> you know what? I think that's great advice. I remember. 
taking some acting classes when I first moved here and a casting director saying, you need to take improv. And when I started taking these improv classes, let's say at the Groundlings or wherever, I can see why, because it, it teaches you to think on your feet, stay calm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I tell people, even if you don't want to be a professional performer, like yeah. a stand-up or a comic performer, mm-hmm. it teaches you self-confidence on stage because people in the corporate world have to do speeches and stuff, yes. and it just gives you a sense of calm when you're up there, mm-hmm. and it teaches you tricks on how to get out of something. And uh, no, I, 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 I agree completely. It's a, it's a wonderful way to build self-confidence. Yes. And I, it teaches you how to play and be creative. Yes, yes, exactly. Which is so important. Now, you're co-hosting uh, Media Path Podcast with Wheezy, mm-hmm. and right. uh, that's a great show. How did that come about, that relationship and that decision? Well, well, Wheezy and I have been friends for like 35 years, mm-hmm. and she produced my first two one-person shows. And we've always been friends who have seen eye-to-eye in a lot of stuff on cultural things like we like the same movies, we like the same books, we like the same pop culture items. And when I retired, and I was no longer contractually obligated to Channel 4, uh, she invited me to start a podcast. She's been in the podcasting world since the very beginning of podcasting. I think this is her fifth podcast. She did one for kids, and she did one for you know a, a girlfriends-type podcast. And I thought, okay, that'll be cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so this podcast is just really a continuation of the conversations we have in our friendship in the other parts of our lives. It's, it's been so much fun for me. I mean, she already knew what she was doing, which was great. So I just had to surf on the wave she had already mm-hmm. created. And uh, I just love it. I love, uh, I love talking to people I've never talked to before and learning things that I've never learned before. There's not a topic that we do that is mundane or, you know, sort of uh, out of the ordinary that I don't have a blast doing because I just learned something from it. Or talking to a person. Uh, Another great joy for me is to talk. We we get a lot of uh, stars in Hollywood who have retired. And, you know, we're baby boomers, and so we like to talk to people that were parts of iconic television shows. Mm-hmm. For instance, we had Christopher Knight, who was on The Brady Bunch. Right. And the most fun for me was to learn what a deep and three-dimensional person this guy was. We all have these theories about actors being about as deep as a coat of paint, mm-hmm. and all they can do is read off lines. It was so not true. This guy's a computer genius and started a computer company. I did not and know And is like a savant and was a was sort of being a consultant to networks about their computer technology and stuff. And it was so much fun to learn there was so much depth to this person that we had a preconceived notion about because he was just a TV a kid on a TV show. Sure. And it was, it was a lot of fun. I love those experiences. Well, again, you are constantly connecting with people and having these meaningful conversations. And, you know, as you said, it's a far cry from seeing, unfortunately, what your dad went through. Yes, in my retirement. But, um, you know, my dad struggled with alcoholism, and that's a disease that shuts you down emotionally with everybody, with your family and your Mm -hmm. friends. And um, I I don't drink at all. 
And so uh, what, I, what I've been able to do my whole life is to stay emotionally open, and it's just been wonderful. It's made me a better dad and a better grandfather, and uh, it's made me a better host, sure. you know, as you do. You know, you like to get into people's uh, thought process, and, and it's really fun yes. because it's not only good for your listeners, which you do so well. You make people's lives better every day. We're not, we, I won't stretch and say we do that. But it, it, it makes you feel better. It's a learning process. And I just love that so yeah. much. It's It becomes very unexpected. You never know what you're going to learn about someone when you take the yes. time to kind of peel back their story. I, exactly. I love that. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I want to mention listeners, they can find out more about that podcast uh, with Wheezy, also known as Louise Palanker. Uh, Mediapathpodcast.com. Anything else you'd like us to know about your show, Unassisted Residency? No, I'm doing that at the El Portal Theater. Our first one is this Sunday. You can go on the El Portal website, elportaltheater.com, and they have a whole series of when we'll be there uh, up on their schedule. Uh, love to see you. It's a very small show. I can say hello to everybody in the audience afterwards, and I, th- I think you'll have fun. And I, and I, I have found that people, even, even if they aren't my demographic, even if they aren't as old as I am, they're still entertained by it because they've watched parents go through what I'm discussing and all those things. So it's fun for everybody. I want to mention where people can find out more about you. They can go to Fritz, which is F-R-I-T-Z, Coleman, comedy.com. You're on Twitter, The Fritz Coleman, uh, Instagram, and you're on Facebook at Real Fritz Coleman. Um, Before we wrap, so tell me what your colleagues at NBC, um, have they come to see your show they're probably yes, not I'm going to I'm going to actually be on NBC this Wednesday at eleven o'clock oh. on their California live show. Fantastic! They're giving me a chance to uh, talk about the residency and about the two B special, and okay. it'll be great to see some of my friends. Uh, I, I uh, I'll be honest with you, I do not miss my job, especially in these days of climate change when yes. weather's gotten very very serious, very complex. Yes, but I miss the camaraderie of my coworkers. And uh, yeah. so it'll be fun to visit with them again. So, what? yeah, they come to see the show, and I stay in touch with quite a few of them. And, That's great. Uh, and happy to. Uh, any idea what time on California Live on Wednesday? The show is on from 11 to 12. Okay. I'm not exactly sure what time I'm going to fit into that schedule, but I'll be in a few minutes All within right. that time right. frame. Well, keep me posted. I can put this on the show blog. And I've really enjoyed chatting with you. Anything else you'd well, like? Well, you're so awesome. I enjoyed chatting with you. And our mission is to get you, and I think we'll do this when your book comes out. Okay. We'll get you to come up to Sherman Oaks to our Weezy's got a beautiful four-person podcasting studio in her home, and, you know, we have Starbucks and we chat, and I, I love being able to look in people's eyes when I talk to them. I agree. Stuff, so. I agree. Well, I'd well, love that. Thank you so much. Great talking to you. You Thanks, too. Jeannie. All right. Be well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Fritz Coleman, and uh, again, he's got his uh, monthly show coming up. Uh, it just started in July, and the next one is this Sunday. If you missed any part of my conversation, I will have the podcast up within an hour after I wrap, and I am wrapping up soon. Uh, but you can learn more about Fritz by going to the show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. If you want to find out about being a guest, just shoot me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at KUCI.org. And you can also find me on Instagram. And I am on TikTok. Uh, It's been great sharing all these fantastic guests on today's show with you. Again, uh, they'll all be up as a podcast. 
And if you go to my show blog, I have every single guest on the show since 2011 when I started this show. Thank you so much for listening. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'll be back next week. Sheldon Abbott is standing by. He'll be joining us at the top of the hour. I'm going to leave you with music from Joe Satriani. Have a great Monday.